0: In this series right now, we're talking about um, God's voice. Yeah, what are the voices that we hear? Uh, we're hearing God's voice. We hear parents' voice. We hear other people's voices. And uh, uh, we got to be able to discern at what voices we actually say. So we're talking about speech, right? And, and all of this comes under the banner of you're an amazing person, okay? That God uh, loves you. He created you perfect in his image uh that image has been uh has fallen because of sin but redeemed because of jesus amen and uh and so i want to teach you guys um uh, uh, or at least help you understand what it is that um is being spoken into our lives and can we determine like what voices are of God and what voices are not of God because the voices that we listen to and the voices that we follow are going to determine a lot of about who we are. Yeah? Um, if we have a great foundation in Jesus and we know the Lord's voice when somebody else is speaking a lie to us, we're going to know the lie, we're going to know that the person doesn't love us and we're not going to believe what they are saying. Amen? So, I want you guys to make sure that you bring in your Bibles because that is where we're going to be able to discern, like our number one tool to discern what God's voice, uh, what is God's voice amongst all the rest, yeah, is by the word of God, okay? Even if, uh, say we're in a worship service, right, and you get some crazy insight and you feel like God is really talking to you, it needs to align with the word of God, okay? The second thing that we have To discern, okay, this is actually good things to write down. I'm not really getting into the sermon, but let's get into it, okay? So the first thing we have is what? God's word, right? We have God's word to discern, right, to tell us uh, if it's of God or if it's not of God, okay? The next thing that we have that can help us understand uh, the voices that we have and be able to discern what voice is which is the spirit of God, amen, the spirit of God can testify to who the Lord is, right? Um, what is a third one? I'm thinking about a third one right now. Can anybody else think about a third one? Uh, that what is another way in which we can discern what is God's voices from all the rest? Yes, amen. That's exactly what I was thinking. Uh the body of Christ, yeah, the believers, wise counsel, people around you who are godly people who know the Bible maybe more than you, uh, you can bounce these ideas off of them because things that are of the Lord, yeah, uh, you don't have to rush. They're going to they're gonna develop. Yeah, The things that are of God are going to happen, amen? And if God is telling it to you, he's going to tell it to you clearly Yeah, so that you can understand and get confirmation by other people. Any others that you guys want to add to the list? I think that's a pretty good starting point. Anybody have another one? Like, how do I know? I have one more that we can add to that. But do you guys have one more? So we have God's word, right? So how can we de- determine what is God's voice from all the rest? So one, if God's word, right? It has the line of God's word. The second is the spirit of God confirms it. Um, three, the body of believers, like other people around you can confirm it. Number four, It's real easy. Don't think as in-depth. You don't really have to even know the Bible, although it's in the Bible. How do we know what God's voice sounds like? Jeopardy? No? Come on, how do we know what God's voice sounds like? Easy, come on. It's super easy. Don't think too hard. It sounds like a man... It's kind of along that lines, but not. It's, it's real close to that. You're getting warm. Like <laughs> Aligns with his character. It's good. It's, it's a little bit too Christian for me. It's closer to Tati's. It's closer to Tati's answer. Huh? Say it in a different way, Timmy. It sounds like Jesus. sounds like God. Say it another way. speaks very really differently okay so maybe, maybe i just think differently and this is the kaipo kaipo thoughts okay um in uh the book of john um jesus says the sheep will know his voice if you're talking with god all the time you're you're pretty much gonna know that it's god right I mean, it's just like anybody else. Like, If if I close my eyes and all of you guys start talking at the same time, I'm going to be able to discern whose voices are which because I hear your voices all the time. You know? And it's just similar with God. Like amongst all the voices in the world, if we spend time with the Lord, actually, I'm not even going to say that. Going straight from the scripture, if he is our shepherd, we're going to know his voice. Because the shepherd will teach us. The shepherd will talk to us. The shepherd will come and say, hey, how you doing? I love you. You're fearfully and wonderfully made, and you're one of mine. Amen? That's good. Okay? That's real good. Um, Okay, so um, that's a little snippet. So four things. This is a little side sermon for tonight, and I love it. Okay? Four things, four ways that we can discern God's voice from all the rest, right? God's word. Um, It aligns with God's word. The spirit of God confirms it. You also can confirm with the body of Christ. And then we also know God's voice just because he's our shepherd. Because we talk to him all the time, we're going to know his voice. Yeah? Okay. So let's pray, and then we'll get into uh, Romans chapter 7. Amen? Jesus, thanks so much for tonight. Thanks so much for the time we have together. Um, Your spirit is already here. Thank you, God, for the work that you're doing, not just in... um, the world in general, but God, in our lives. Thank you for the work, God, that you're doing in our hearts. Thank you for the revelations, God, that you're giving us in our minds. Jesus, I pray that you would be our teacher tonight. Help us to open up your word, and I pray that you would speak to us. Um, In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. Uh, So a lot of times on Mondays I pray that, and I really do mean that. I really pray that in the moment as we read god's word as i share insight of what god has given to me i pray that god would literally speak to you guys recently um i've been hearing a lot of parents talk to me about um you guys doing soaps at night like they're like man i don't know what you did at camp and how you bribed my kid but they're in their bible they're reading the scriptures They're making observations. They're writing down applications. And then they're spending time in prayer. Like, if that's you, shaka. If that's not you, it's all good. But great acronym, right, that we uh, talked about previously, but we reinforced at camp, was that we want to spend time um, in God's word and with the Lord. And a great way to do that is with the acronym SOAP, right? S-O-A-P stands for scripture, right? You read the scripture, then you make observations, Right, And then after you make the observations, you ask God, hey, how can I apply this to my life or those around me or the world that I live in, and then we spend some time in prayer. Amen? So um, I want to get to that uh, before the end of the night, maybe give you guys an opportunity to do uh, soap. But let's go. Romans chapter 7, verse 17. Um, I'm going to read 17 through 21. Okay. So this is Paul, the Apostle Paul, writing to the church in Rome. He writes in verse 17, Now, so now it is no longer I uh, who do it, but the sin that dwells within me. For I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. For I do not, do the good I want, but I actually end up doing the evil I don't want. Um, That's the very thing I keep on doing. Verse 20. Now, if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I who do it, but the sin that dwells within me. Verse 21. So I find it to be a law that when I want to do right, evil lies close at hand. So Paul... um, this is a pretty familiar scripture. I'm not sure if it's familiar with you, but uh, I've heard this scripture a ton of times, talking about this this sin, right? That talk that lives inside of us, like it, it's in from birth. Yeah, scripture teaches that that we are sinful from birth. Like you come out of the womb and you've been birthed into sin. Okay, and then it's also confirmed in your behavior. So from little kids, just being selfish and self-centered, right, and not thinking about others. Sinful from a young. They're just born like that. And then as we grow older, yeah, without instruction and without love and without discipline of loved ones around us, we end up doing whatever we want, okay? Um, and it's not, that's not a foreign discussion to you guys, okay? But what may not be um, a, uh, or, or what may be a foreign uh, topic to you is the, the, the thought that there's myself and within myself is this complex of different things happening, okay? So what Paul is saying is that there's, lives inside of me, sin, which is kind of a cool thing, okay? You may think it, that it's a negative thing. Why? Because you are now figuring out that there's sin that lives inside of you, and sin has ramifications of disobedience and unrighteousness, and you can end up in hell, right? And we're encouraged. But there's another aspect. If Paul is saying that there's sin inside of you, what is he also saying but not saying? There may be something else inside of you. What else could he also be saying? I'm trying to trick you guys, but it's it's right there. There is a sin that lives inside of us, so if there's a sin that lives inside of us, what, what logical conclusion can we take from that? We're all sinners. That's a result. What's a conclude? What's a different turn? Huh? Okay, so those are results, right? So sin lives inside of us. The result of those things is that we can, yeah, we sin, we're disobedient, those things. But what is another true statement that we can take? If sin is living inside of us, not a result statement, what is another way that we can say that? Right, so what? It, come on. I don't want to just give you guys the answer, but think about that a little bit, right? So we're doing our observation right now. So we have our scripture. We're doing observation. Sin lives inside of us, okay, which can result in negative, bad, disobedient, sinful behavior that is not honoring of God. We get that. But what is a hopeful outcome? Yeah. So So... So, Timmy said that we can get rid of it because the sin that lives inside of us, get this, okay, isn't us. You guys get that? Because there's sin that lives inside of us, it's almost like, it's almost like Paul is teaching and, 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 and getting us to a place where he can say, you can also be at a place where sin isn't in you. And another statement is, you are not what? You are not sin, right? Like sin is like this music stand, you know, or this mic stand. Like I am not the mic stand, yeah, but as I hold the mic stand, the mic stand almost becomes, of, becomes a part of me if I'm like an entertainer, you know? Like an entertainer who's on stage. They're not the mic stand, but it becomes a part of their performance, but I love what Paul is saying. A lot of times, most of my life I've interpreted that, that scripture like sin lives inside of me, woe is me, I'm dumb, like I you know, you know, like I just totally get things wrong all the time. But recently I've been thinking and I'm like, hey, if sin lives inside of me, sin is not me, but sin is an an item, right? So let's go to the, the end of that scripture. Okay, so um, he continues in 22, he says, for I delight in the law of God in my inner being, but I see in my members another law waging war against the law of my mind and making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. 24, wretched man that I am who will deliver me from this body of death, thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then I myself serve the law of God with my mind, but With my flesh, I serve the law of sin. And so he's talking about this sin that we serve, this sin that we're disobedient. But tonight, I don't want to talk about the sin. I want to just talk to you guys that that sin is not you, yeah? And sin is something that is in you. But if it's in you, it also can be not in you. Amen? It's not you, so that means whatever is in you can be removed from you. Yeah? Yeah? So, and and you guys get this, it's in salvation, right? Where you can go from sinner to, yeah, from saved, right? Like, you can have salvation, like you can find this place where I'm no longer a sinner uh, 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 casted away from, the or or cast out from the Lord's presence, I'm not... uh, uh, what does it say, Uh, uh, an orphan, right? We're singing that song, No Longer Slaves. Like, I'm not an orphan. I've actually been adopted by the blood of Jesus into his family. Is that good? That's good, okay? Because of the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross and after we're forgiven or somewhere in that process of us going from Sinner to saved, and from orphan to child, yeah, from outcast to son and daughter. The sin that lives inside of us can be replaced by what? The spirit of God, Amen. When we receive Jesus, the spirit of God comes into us. Okay, and 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 so last week we talked about um, prophecy. So we had you guys practice speaking into the leaders' lives, just. Whatever came to your mind, which is why we had you guys speak to the leaders, because the leaders, even if it's like crazy, far out left, not of God, they're able to discern, right, because they hear God's voice, and they understand the spirit of God, and they know their, their God's word, right, Um, they're able to discern that, but I want to get to that practice, and so, follow me, I think we spend 99% of our lives thinking about sin, even as believers. But that sin was atoned for on the cross, and I don't think we spent enough time talking about what? Post-cross life, yeah? Post-saved life. Like, I'm telling you, the worst time in your, maybe not your life, but in my life, okay? As a believer was in that season of, like, man, I love God, but I hate myself. I love God, and I want to do good, but I can't do good. I love God, and I try to do good, but even when I try to do good, I don't do it good. And I'm just junk, and I'm bad, and I'm not a good Christian, and I fail, and I don't read my Bible, and I don't pray as much as I should. That is the worst, worst, worst season of your Christian life. My prayer and my hope is that you would gravitate way past that into this security of salvation, this place of um, foundation and a place where we can be rooted in this truth that we are, I am a son, I am a daughter of God. He loves me. He'll never leave me nor forsake me, yeah? That even when I sin, I know I'm forgiven already, yeah? And when we have this assurance, really, yeah? Can you guys get that? Can you guys fathom that a little bit? This assurance that I, every bad decision that I do isn't like a, gonna get me kicked out of heaven, it's going to make me not a son. It's going to make me not a daughter. You guys get that? How many of you guys feel that sometimes? When I sin, God is like, you're out of here. Right? Come on, throw those hands up. Right? I, I feel that sometimes, right? Or maybe not currently. But, you know, at times in my life, I've definitely felt that. Like, man, God is totally going to, like, I know I know, God's word says he'll never leave me, for, but he's going to leave me right now. Yeah? Like I know God will never turn his face to me, but right now, I'm giving him great reason to do so. But I want to I leave that and get to a place where we have an assurance that he's our good father, that he's the shepherd who's going to chase after his lost sheep, amen? That the lost sheep isn't an abandoned sheep. The lost sheep is someone who's valued and loved and cared for and thought of and he, and it's going to get called, and is going to get knocked on, and it's going to get sought after. This place of like, I am God's child. Because I think if we can spend some time like thinking about that, then we can move on to now that I am in the palace, now that I am a child of God, so what now? Amen. So what now? Like now that I am a child, now that Jesus did redeem me and I have this like almost like eternal security type thing where God really loves me and he has the best for me and he's going to finish the good work that he started in me. What can I do? What does he want me to do in this life? Okay. So exit sin, insert spirit. Open your Bible to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. we get getting there? We're good? we good? You should watch your sister, huh? Okay. 1 Corinthians. No, oh, I'm in Romans. What's going on here? Okay, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse. 1 Corinthians. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just doing that. Okay, ready? Just getting you guys confused. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1. Now, concerning spiritual gifts. Everybody say spiritual gifts. Spiritual gifts. What is the root word in spiritual gifts? Spirit. Amen? The, the most important word or piece of spiritual gifts is spirit, right? Not sinful gifts, amen? Spiritual gifts. Shaka, we're no longer leading people to sin and leading them away from the Lord. We've been redeemed and we want to lead people to Jesus, okay? We want to lead people to Jesus. So Paul says, now, right, concerning spiritual gifts, not concerning what I had talked about before, let's move on from those things. If you read the, the letter of, uh, his first letter to the church in Corinth, uh, uh, Corinth, okay, he talks about all kinds of issues. Like this church had issues. Uh, they, they were divided, they were gossiping, there was like sexual immorality happening, like Uh, In this letter, he talks about um, confusion within the church, like people are speaking out of turn. There's all kinds of chaos. He addresses those things, and he says, now concerning those things, leave those things behind, let's also talk about not the sinful life. Let's talk about the spiritual life. Now that I have been saved, I've been redeemed, let's talk about that lifestyle. Because I'm no longer a slave. I am a child of God. Amen? So, he goes, now concerning spiritual gifts, yeah? Brothers, uh, I do not want you to be uninformed. I love it. He's sending a letter to this church, people that he loves, and says, hey, you guys have to be informed about how the spirit works. And I was reading this, and I was like, man, this is totally for you guys. I'm like, man, I want our youth here, yeah, and our leaders here to know how the spirit works. So, he says, now concerning, right, uh, the spiritual gifts. Um, I don't want you to be uninformed. That's a great point right there. Okay, we want to be informed about how the spirit works specifically within the gifts. And I can add on that he gives us, right? Because it's almost assumed in the term gift that somebody is giving and somebody's receiving. So who's the giving one? Yeah. The Lord is the one who gives, right? And who's the one who receives? Us. Who's us? The sinners. We just talked about moving on. (laughs) Who received the spiritual gifts from God? The children, right? The sons and daughters of God. No longer sinners. (laughs) No longer sinners, but we're saved, right? No longer slaves. We are, Tati, children of God. Amen? Okay. He continues. You know that when you were pagans, so pagans, distant from God, you were the previous, right? Right? the previous group. Uh, when you were pagans, you were led astray, and I love this. I love it, I love it, I love it. Not that people are doing this, but that, that he words it this way. Uh, when you were pagans, you were led astray to mute idols, however you were led astray. But I love it. Why? Because God is speaking to us. God is speaking life to us. The words that oh man John chapter 6 right so Jesus gives this heart-wrenching sermon about you have to eat my flesh and drink my blood and people are like what are you saying and people just leave yeah Jesus turns to his disciples and says what are you going to do now yeah and I think it was Peter Peter stands up and he's like, where are we going to go? Your words lead us to eternal life. He's like, where are you going to go? I might not understand what you're talking about right now, but I'm definitely not leaving because every other word out there that I may understand isn't leading me to eternal life, okay? And I love this, that there's so many things in this world that are not speaking life. They're mute idols, right? So these people were like, in that area and in that time, people were actually worshiping like totem poles, right? They were worshiping like the Buddha, right? They were worshiping like, but well, maybe not the Buddha or totem poles then, but you know what I mean? Like, like if it was modern day Hawaii, it would be like the Hawaiian immersion crew going to a heao and praying to rocks, mute idols, giving sacrifices in the 21st century to like, and I'm Hawaiian, but I'm still like not going to bow my knee to some heiau and some God that I've never seen, never heard from, right? And is mute in my life. You know what I mean? Like that's in modern day idolatry. Modern day idolatry, right in front of our faces, in our culture, okay? And we, we are, we are uh, what Paul is saying is that a lot of these people were led astray However, they were led astray because he can't, I love what he says. Like you, I, I don't really know how you were led astray because they were all mute. Like pretty much you're following your own flesh, you know, like in, in essence. But our God is not mute, amen? He is not mute. And when he speaks, he speaks life. And he doesn't have to say a lot, but just a little word from him and we will straighten up, you know? We will turn our eyes to him. Our lives can change. People can be healed. Chains can fall off. Like everything can change. We can literally go from sinner to saved, from death to life, from destined for hell to destined for heaven. Amen? And not only can that happen in our lives, but because the spirit of God lives inside of us, we also can do that for others. Okay, so let's continue. Um... Verse three, therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking in the spirit of God ever says Jesus is accursed and no one can say on the opposite, Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit, okay? And verse four. Now, there are a varieties of gifts, okay? I was gonna list off three. So he's gonna say in four, five, and six, there's a variety of gifts, services, and activities, okay? You guys can write those down. Just summarizing this for you, Okay. So there's a variety of gifts, services, and activities, but there is the same spirit, Lord, and God. Okay? So that's pretty much what he says in the three verses right there, that there's a variety of gifts, there's a variety of service, there's a variety varieties of activities, but the same spirit, same Lord, same God. Um, verse 6, who empowers them all in who? Everyone. Amen. Everyone who is called on the name of God, like child of God, like God is hooking us up, right? He is giving us gifts. Like he is way better than Santa Claus who gives one time a year. He is the type of God who knows us intricately, detailed. We are a work of his craftsmanship and he knows what it is we need and we want and he wants to give it to us. Amen? Okay. Uh, Verse 7 to each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. So, manifestation of the Spirit pretty much means like the Spirit uh, shows itself in visible, uh, beneficial ways. Yeah? Um, so, we know that um, Kepa can sing. Why? Because he opens his mouth and harmonies come out. Amen? Okay? A manifestation of a gift of singing or an ability to sing, okay? So manifestation, right, big word for pretty much meaning that it's, it's something that uh, we can see, touch, and, and hold almost, okay? All right, so um, verse 7, to each is given the manifestation of the spirit for the common good, okay? So two parts in there, manifestation of the spirit, second part for the common good. Like it's not just for you to be like, I'm the man, yeah, it's made for the common good, the benefit of, so in chapter 14, he's going to talk about the fact that spirit, spiritual gifts have been given for the encouragement of the body, yeah? He talks about it in Ephesians that it is the role of, uh, there's spiritual roles that God has given so that the, the believers can be equipped for ministry, okay? So when God gives us gifts, it's not just for us, but it's also for, um actually it's he gives it to us to benefit those around us, the common good of the local body. Amen? Verse 8. For to one is given through the Spirit, okay, you can write this down, the utterance of wisdom. To another, number two, the utterance of knowledge, <clears throat> according to the same Spirit. Verse 9. To another, faith. To another, gifts of healing. To another, uh, working of miracles. Um, maybe Blair, if you just want to make a list of those, would be awesome. Um, to another, verse 10, prophecy. To another, the ability, and I like this one right here, the ability to distinguish between spirits. So that's similar to what we're talking about, discerning voices, but not only voices, but just reading people, right? Uh, Jesus warns us about the sheep or the the wolves in sheep's clothing, right? So people who are on the outside, they look really Christian and they may act really Christian, but actually on the inside, they're not at all followers of Jesus. And we gotta be real discerning because they're, they're trying to deceive us, okay? They're not just blatant people in the world trying to deceive us. That's easy, right? But sometimes there's, practices within the world and believers within the world that are more worldly than godly, okay? Uh, Okay, what is another one? To another, gifts of tongues. Uh, To another, interpretation of tongues. Verse 11, all these are empowered by one and the same Spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. Verse 12, for just as the body is one and has many members and all members of the body though many are one body, so it is with Christ. And we're going to finish with verse 13. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body, um, Jew, Greek, slave, free, Filipino, Caucasian, Hawaiian. Amen? Um, and all were made, and this is an underliner, to drink, yeah, of one spirit. Yeah? Yeah? And so I was thinking of a title for tonight, and it was um, that I was thinking that we were made to drink. Yeah? Uh, He was like, you know, I learned tonight, Mom, that I was made to drink. (laughs) Okay? Yeah, we were made to drink of the Spirit of God. Okay? No longer spending time in the sinful life, but we want to spend time in the spiritual life. And how many of you guys just... You know, if thinking about this list above you, how many of us actually spend a ton of time in our week thinking about these things, right? Hey, what gifts do I have? Do I have this gift? And if I have that gift, like how do I develop that gift? How do I use that gift? You know, it's like the instruction manual, right? Like when we get a gift during Christmas, when I was little, I used to get these like remote control things, right? I'm like, where's the instructions? Where's the batteries? I want to use these things, okay? So we've been redeemed for a purpose, amen? Amen. We've been healed, right, to be a healer, yeah? God has trusted in us and been faithful enough, faithful in us so that we can be people who have wisdom, knowledge, faith, the ability to heal people. I mean, how many of you guys here tonight would love to pray for somebody and they get healed? Man, shocker, right? I mean, I feel like I don't have that, but I feel like I know God has used me to heal people, which is like crazy, you know? And still yet, I doubt sometimes that I actually have that ability, but really it's, it's God working in us, amen? It's not me and, and my strength. It's a gift that God gives me and then I use it, okay? Um, so miracles, prophecy, uh, we talked about last week, uh, discernment of spirits, speaking in tongues, uh, interpretation of tongues. Yes, some of those were actual languages. Some of that is a godly language. We'll talk more about that um, in, in 1 Corinthians 14. But just to sum up a little bit, um, if you're looking on possib- possible things to study in, in, from now till next week, spend some time reading about these things. Go to gotquestions.org. It's a great resource that we use. Um, and, and talk about like, what does wisdom of God mean? Uh, another resource or a website I use is, is blueletterbible.org um where you can type in wisdom it'll show you every place in the bible where wisdom is used and all the definitions and how they're used and like you can just click like all the times in Matthew all the times in John you know um yeah great app too and you guys should be grateful because when i was in college they made me carry this strongs concordance that was like seriously the biggest book that i've owned and it was like yeah, it was gnarly. Now you can have it on an app, which is cheap. Um, so two great resources, but maybe spend some time um, thinking about like the gifts that are up there, right? That we listed, we can, we can go back. Um, I think some people are writing down the websites. You can go back to the website. Um, but w- with the, the list that we, we formed from tonight, right? And maybe a question... Two questions I want you guys to ask as you ask of God as you study these things. So the scriptures, go find the scriptures, right, that talk about the wisdom of God, um, knowledge of God, um, the observation when you read those. And then the application is I want you to ask, like, okay, of these gifts, which one do I, like, have already? Because some of you guys, like, may not know it, but you know it. Like, you might not know that God gave you this gift, but when you start looking at your life as you pray, should I go back to that list, <clears throat> Blair? When you start looking at this list, you're like, man, what is it that God has, has given me? And I'm looking, and I'm like, you know, like if you're somebody who, who speaks in tongues, you're going to know it, okay? That's like easy, you know? Um, the prophecy, right? Last week, we, we practiced that, and I feel like God actually gave some people some great words to share, um i know i know the leaders spent some time um speaking into you guys and and i feel like the leaders definitely have that ability to to prophesy into somebody's life but as you go through these and you read and, and study them and, and i'll talk a little bit more in detail about these um next week but i want you guys to see like man which one do i like have already and then the second question is which one do i want you know, when I start looking through this, I'm like, man, I wouldn't mind having wisdom. I'm 18, right, 17, 18, about to graduate. I would love to have some wisdom right now. You know, wisdom doesn't have to be an age thing, yeah? Wisdom can be a godly thing because wisdom doesn't show up when you reach a certain age. Wisdom can show up when the Spirit of God comes inside of you and says, hey, I will gift you with wisdom. Amen? Um, God definitely did that with me i a uh, quick story as i as we wrap up um, I remember hanging out with one of my pastor friends okay um uh Pastor Jonathan you know pastor Jonathan asato um, i remember so most of my life I always would leave conversations with him like, how do you even get that like how do you think like that like i 'll read a scripture right, and i 'll have thoughts about it, and then he 'll preach on that scripture and i 'm like, what like how do you even find that in there? Like, that's not even fair. And I would leave conversations with him just thinking like, God, what is going on? This is no, not no. Like, And so I was, so maybe it was out of like, I don't know, covetousness in a godly way. Um, I spent the next season of my life reading through all of Solomon's work. So Solomon, supposedly the, the most wisest man of all time, not because he was just wise in and of himself, but God gave him like wisdom because he prayed and asked for it. Solomon says, "God, give me wisdom to govern this great people." And God's like, "You got it, okay." So I started reading all of his works. Yeah, read about his life, read about his story, and I would pray because James in the Book of James it says, "Pray to the God at." Uh, for more wisdom, and he'll give you more wisdom. And I'm like, God, I want more wisdom. Read about wisdom. Read about wisdom. Read through Proverbs, yeah? Ecclesiastes, read through his life. And I remember sitting in a, like a one-on-one meeting with, uh, I don't know if it was a student or somebody who just graduated, and I remember leaving that meeting, and I was like, where did that all come from? Like, seriously, God gave me insight into that person's life and biblical counsel, and I was like, yeah. You know? Like, like I I, I didn't want to be naive. I didn't want to be dumb in the Lord. Like, I I want to know what God knows and be able to share what he wants to share, like, to those who need it, you know? And not all the time I know, but I know him, and I know he can give me those things. And so, anyway, uh, go back to that list, Blair. So, of this list, right, the two questions, which one do you have already? If you, if you don't have any of them, you have at least faith, okay? But we can talk more about faith, yeah? Um, if you don't have any of them, it's all good. But if you do have some, you're like, man, God's given me some level of knowledge. Um, I have prayed for my friends to be healed and something kind of got better, you know? They're not dead right now. That means it got better, okay? Anyway, um, which one do I have? And the second question is, uh, which do I want, you know? And we can, we can pray next week and we'll, we'll spend some time inserting like the ones that you're like, God, I wouldn't mind like these gifts, you know, because he's a good father and we can ask for these things. Amen. But so just to summarize tonight, I, I don't want to spend 2017 dwelling in sinful life. All of you here, God loves you. Yeah. All of you here, you've given your lives to the Lord. Yeah, and God has come into your life. You don't have to spend the rest of your Christian life living in the swamps, unless God calls you in the swamps. But you don't have to live the rest of your life living in the swamps. Like, God wants us to spend time in his house learning about his items and learning about who we are in him, okay? So, um, 2017, the one thing that God keeps on bringing me back to is Summer's word about fresh The first scripture of the year that I read in version was about make straight paths for the Lord, like God is doing a new thing, okay? And then that that word that was shared at at camp the last morning, that God is doing a brand new thing that we don't have to go back to yesterday, yeah? We can live for today and and dream for tomorrow, amen? Okay, so that's you guys' homework. Um, Keep on coming on time week to week, um, because I want to spend more time helping, letting you guys practice. So next week, we definitely will have a practice at the end where um, if there's specific gifts, you come back and you're like, I wouldn't mind, like I read a little bit about these gifts, I wouldn't mind being able to do a miracle. Yes. And we'll pray for it, okay? we we'll actually spend time in service or at the end of service praying for you guys to receive God's spirit that... It will enable you to heal somebody, okay, or or do a miracle, or speak on God's behalf, or have more knowledge, so forth, so on. Okay, we're moving on, man. We are moving on. Can you say that I am moving on? Okay. I love uh, Denise shared in church this last week uh, one of her life verses that God showed her um, Second Corinthians five seventeen. The old things have gone, and the new things have come. You know. All those who are in Christ, man, the old life is passing, beyond, passing us by. And the new life in Christ, man, God is doing a brand new thing. You know that God does new things? Right? Like brand new things. Like uh, Shark Tank. I love Shark Tank. Because okay? you think about it. How amazing is that in the 21st century, new things are being invented. Like that baffles me. New things are being invented in this world of abundance. But they get that because our God is doing new things. You want want to know a great new things verse? That his grace and mercy are new every morning. Okay? Those who need forgiveness, those who need redemption, God's grace and his mercy are new. Every single morning.